Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Have a wonderful, blessed day. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Uh, thank you, everyone. Welcome. From, welcome. Uh, we know how tight your time is because ours is fairly tight as well. And so we want to honor you being here and every minute. And we've been doing this program for about 14 years now. We, di we did it to do something that was totally free of cost that would do two things. Number one, give you a custom uh, process to apply during the week for whatever's bothering you the most. Uh, with no strings attached, and number two, to give you a little something to think about, a little something that challenges you in your week, and a little something to apply to make your week a little better, and maybe even every once in a while, your life a little better. Uh, we've never done the same program in 14 years. We've done a replay a few times when I've been out of the country, but we've never done the same program twice. So if we can do a better job, let us know. Check out the podcast that we started, I don't know, about a year or so ago. Uh, Johanna can tell you how to do that. And also at the end, um, feel free to check out our brand new um, Whole Life Coaching and Trilogy Coaching that we just launched last night that we've been working on for about three years. And Johanna can tell you about that as well. But today's spiritual law, trained versus gifted. And I will just tell you right off the bat, I want gifted. Man, I've been around trained plumbers and gifted plumbers. And I want a gifted plumber who, who just has a feel for it that goes beyond training. And, and the, the trained plumber, you know, they know what they're taught in their training program and certification and licensing. Okay, if this happens, here's step one, step two, step three, step four. Well, the gifted guy had to go through that too. But the gifted guy, if it's something that falls outside of the bell curve, if it's something that is a little bit unusual, they will tend to figure it out where the trained, they can only go by the instruction book. And the instruction book is, is one that is completely linear 
usually by more left-brain, analytical thinking type people. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, okay? And, and maybe they are fine for 90% of things, but for that last 10% to get to the top of the mountain in whatever that issue is, I believe you need the gifted. I grew up in the Michael Jordan era of basketball, and there's a big debate today whether Michael Jordan or LeBron James was the best player of all time or Wilt Chamberlain. No one's ever touched Wilt Chamberlain's scoring. In fact, Wilt Chamberlain used to say he got bored. He scored so easy. 100-point game, the only one in history. Um, the top several scoring streaks in history were by Wilt Chamberlain, not by LeBron or Michael. But Anyway, there have been, I think LeBron was gifted, I think Michael was gifted, I think Wilt Chamberlain was gifted. Now, Wilt Chamberlain wasn't any good on defense. That's probably why he's not considered. But the point is, why were, why were they gifted? I mean, they were, during all of these times, Wilt's time, who was way before Michael, Michael's time, who was way before LeBron, and then today LeBron, there are other athletes who are just as big. There are other athletes who are just as fast. There are other athletes who can jump just as high. There are other athletes who are good shooters, okay? So, what's the difference? How, how come they didn't become the Michael Jordan of their time or the LeBron James of their time? Now, Wilt Chamberlain's a little different because he was so tall but moved like a guard. But... How come those guys are the ones who were at the top? Well, I think, I think even though others around them were gifted, they were not gifted to the degree that they were. And there's another aspect there, there too, and we've talked about that before. LeBron and Michael, when the game was on the line, the last possession, if you score, you're the hero. If you don't score, you're the goat. There's some guys that want the ball and some guys that freeze up at that all-important time. And everybody knows that. The commentators talk about it. The players know it. And they, and they even know those guys at, the, at those crucial times they want the ball. Or at those crucial times they don't really want the ball. And maybe they shoot and they don't even hit the rim, even though they're a great shooter. Okay? Well, there's several things that play into this. And, and I'm going to try to discuss all of them and then wrap it up very, very uh, quickly. Okay? But let me start with this. Probably 30 years ago, in USA Today and every major newspaper I saw, I would find an ad that if you sent in $25, it would tell you how to make $250 to $2,500 per month from home working about 10 hours a week. Now, that sounded really good at that time. And I think that's why for years... In every major paper I could find, you would find that same ad. Okay? Well, you know what it was? 
Okay, I checked it out. You know what it was? You send in your $25, and they would send you back instructions on how to do it, how to make $250 to $2,500 a week or a month from home working 10 hours, and it was this. Put ads in newspapers that for people to send you $25, you'll tell them how to make $250 to $2,500 a week or a month working from home 10 hours a week. That was it, okay? And, and of course, once a few people did that, it didn't work anymore, okay? Because there were too many people doing it, and, and it, was, it was almost even sort of a pyramid scheme, okay? Where only the very top people kind of make money. Well, today, fast forward about 25, 30, 35 years, and there's a new version of that in the self-help industry. And it's really interesting to me because today, all over the self-help industry, there's people who are charging $2,500 to $25,000 saying, we will teach you how to make more money than you're making now, working for yourself, working less hours, etc. And when you go to it, basically... What they all say, and I know some of these guys personally, and, and several of them are multimillionaires from doing this, is they tell people, find and do what you're gifted in. Now, 95 plus percent of the people can't or don't do that. Even though they pay the 2500 to 25000 to be told that they most of them try but they can't all right even if they find what they're gifted at they can't seem to do it but the guy who charged you $2500 to $25,000 is is now a multimillionaire living in a big huge house from telling you that something you probably already knew in the first place Okay, so let me try to tell you why that doesn't work, how to make it work in your life for free. I'm not charging you a penny, and you can start today. Okay, there are multiple intelligences, and this is a big topic right now, and I think it's a very positive one. And so uh, when you hear this, go to Google the next time you're Googling stuff, and Google multiple intelligences and read a little bit about it. And they'll, there might be a list there of different intelligences. And there's dozens or even in some list hundreds of them. And the basic premise is everyone is gifted at something. When I grew up uh, in the, the elementary school that I went to, one of the most influential people on me in my life in that whole time period, even all the way through high school, was a janitor in our elementary school. And one of the most kind, loving, positive, hardworking people I've ever known in my life. Okay? Well, that person was gifted at being a janitor 
but they were also able to take it to the next step of putting that gift into action for a happy, successful life. Now, you may be thinking, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Being a janitor is a happy, successful life? It absolutely was for that person. I guarantee you. And let me tell you this, too. Because of the a little bit of success from the healing codes in my books and what I've done, I've been able to work with some a lot of very, very successful people, very wealthy people, name recognition people, that sort of thing, okay? And I will tell you with 100% certainty that 9 out of 10 of them, that's a ballpark guess, but it's pretty close, are famous, rich, successful, and miserable. One out of ten is happy, successful, uh, uh, rich, and happy, and at peace. Okay? Typically, the difference is the one in ten isn't doing it for the money. They're doing it because that's what they're gifted at, and it's what they love. And they're doing it out of love, not for money or, or anything else besides love, joy, peace, relationship, etc. And where I'm going with this is I've counseled a number of them at the end of their life when they know, okay, I'm about to check out of this world. And I promise you, every single one of them that was the the 9 in 10 miserable would have traded places, traded places with a janitor in a second to go back and live what they were gifted at, but do it in love, joy, and peace for the right reasons rather than the way they did it and end up where they were, estranged from their family, um, rich but without maybe the respect of people around them, really, and feeling like I really missed what was most important in my life. Okay, so it doesn't matter what you're gifted at, whether you make a lot of money or a little money, whether you are famous or nobody's ever heard of you or somewhere in between. None of that stuff matters. The only possible way for you to have your happiest, best life, in my opinion, and and, and I'm not saying happy life, but happiest life is to do what you're gifted at for the right reasons. And so my question today, are you doing that? Are you doing that in your life? Or are you doing something because it was easy? Or are you doing it because you felt like you could make more money than the thing that you really loved and were gifted at, or any one of a whole bunch of other reasons. So, and if you're not, and if you're thinking, you know what, boy, I'm I'm doing okay, but something seems to be missing, or I just feel like there's another level of my life that I've not been able to get to yet, or hopefully not, but it is true for so many people, I'm miserable, and and how do I change this? And some people are miserable making a ton of money. 
They're in a vicious cycle, and the money is the very reason why they don't feel like they can quit doing it and do what they're loved and gifted at. Okay, so do a little bit of research about multiple intelligence and gifting to see what resonates with you. What, are, what is something you might be gifted at, and then I would explore that. Okay, let's go to another step here. A lot of people who are gifted and who find their gifting are never able to do it successfully. The reason is usually one of two things. Fear of success or fear of failure. Okay? Fear of success is basically, hey, if I do this thing and it actually works, I'm not sure I'm going to be okay. Because the things that are going to come with this success are going to cause me to have to change my life in ways that I'm not sure I can handle. And so you end up sabotaging yourself, either consciously or unconsciously, so that that can't happen and you never become successful. The other end of the spectrum is fear of failure, where it's very similar, really. If I do my best, if I find my gifting, do it with my whole heart, but do not feel like I've become successful doing it, or if other people don't feel like I'm successful doing it, I don't know that I could handle the rejection of failure, knowing I'd given it all I had and I still wasn't good enough. Okay? It would be better for me, if that applies to you, to not ever try my best so that then I can at least tell other people or maybe even just tell myself, you know, if I had really given it everything I had, I, I think I would have been successful. And that makes me feel better about me. So I'm not willing to risk giving it my all, not being able to do it, and taking that hit to my identity and worth. The problem is living under either one of those, fear of success or fear of failure, will do exactly what you're most afraid of long term by keeping you away from living your gifting in love, joy, peace, and the best success for you, which is different for every person. So, but... Just saying that doesn't mean that you can get by fear of success or fear of failure. So that's where I would use Trilogy, Memory Engineering, Pray a Bunch, uh, read up on the spiritual laws of nature that we talk about here every week, listen to some of the podcasts. We're starting to add transcripts to those podcasts to make it easier. To make sure that you're living the life that you know in your heart and in your conscience is right, morally, it is best for you, and it is on the path to your best life. Okay, and by the way, once you're on that path, you can, you can have total happiness almost just being on the path. It doesn't have to be 20 years until you get to the end destination. No, there's, there's an incredible joy and peace just knowing 
I'm, I'm doing my gifting. I'm, I'm doing, you know, I just feel it. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm doing it for the right reasons. And you feel that joy. You feel that peace. You're living in love as best you can in the present moment, etc. You, you can get that sometimes in 24 hours. You don't have to wait till the end result. Okay? Um, so that, that's a huge perk for that. But maybe sort of diagnose, okay, is it for me? If I'm not doing my gifting or I'm not doing my gifting for the right reason, is it more fear of success for me? Is it more fear of failure for me? And by the way, both of those boil down to the two major categories for every single person, insignificance and insecurity. Insignificance is about identity and worth. Insecurity is about safety, acceptance or rejection, etc. And both insignificance and insecurity are determined by love versus fear. In your heart, unconscious mind, your ancestral, what's passed down to you from your ancestors, etc. Okay, Um, I've told this story before, but it applies well here. I did uh, about a year and a little bit of my master's degree. I did over three years full-time on campus uh, doing my doctoral program, my PhD program. Then I did a year uh, full-time internship. Um, And at the end of that, I was sitting in the hall with a guy who had become a really good friend of mine. We met in our first class and took every class together after that. And he asked me, Hey, Alex, who in our program, professors or students, would you trust with your children? And I'd never thought about that before, and immediately I knew the answer, and it was only him. I mean, we had some professors that were some of the nuttiest people I'd ever seen. And it's true that a lot of people come, come to the helping profession like counseling, medicine, things like that, who are really messed up and need lots of help. And, and, I, and we both saw that. And his answer was the same thing, that I was the only one he would trust with his kids in that entire program. And basically, I didn't learn how to do counseling from any of that. That was pretty much just memorizing facts and jumping through hoops. I learned it by doing it and then eventually walked away to do what I do now because I I felt like it doesn't help enough. It's basically just coping skills, not healing the source, okay? So what we've been doing here for the last 17 years is help people heal the source. Sorry about that. I've got a phone ringing. Let me see if I can get it off. Um, Sorry about that. And doing that by healing the source of your fear of success, the source of your fear of failure, the source of your insignificance, the source of your um, insecurity, and the fear that is at the root of all of that, where you should have love. Okay, being trained in something is natural. Step one, do this. Step two, do this. Step three, do this. Gifted is supernatural. 
You didn't learn it. You just got it. You don't know how you got it, but you just got it. You know what to do. You know what to try. You figure it out, etc. So, that is my challenge to you this week, at least to think about, is shift your life from trained or trying stuff just for money or just for other reasons to what am I gifted at? How can I do that in love, joy, and peace, prioritizing relationships, not money, even though everybody needs bread and milk and all that. We all understand that. But the, but the paradox is when you do what you're gifted at and do it for love, joy, peace, relationships, not just money, fame, stuff like that, you typically make more money long-term than you would have, or, or you make more money along with being happy than you ever could have made any other way, even if you made a lot of money and, like so many people I've worked with, been miserable at the same time, which I don't call success. I call that failure. So, I'll save you the $2,500 of so many self-help programs out there what are you gifted at? Is that what you're doing? If not, why not? And if not, can you, even if it's real gradually so that it doesn't upset your life too much, start shifting into what you're gifted at and living in a place of love, joy, peace, prioritizing relationship above everything, and um, living that happiest, best life possible for you. You know, if you're not on your deathbed right now, I believe that is still possible for you, almost no matter where you are or what age you are in your life. It's amazing to me how so many people who are in their 60s, 70s, even 80s do this and tell me I'm happier than I've ever been in my life, happier than I ever imagined I would be. And you know, I really thought I was too old, but I'm so glad I did it. And in a way, I feel like all my life was to get me to this point. And yeah, if I could go back, I'd do it earlier, but it doesn't matter. I found and am living my best, happiest life. Are you now? If not, do you have the courage to try? Think about it and use Trilogy, use memory engineering, uh, use our tools, our coaches, the spiritual laws to help you get to that life, that best life for you. That's it for me, Johanna. 